0: Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531. Where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our
1: social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast, we put in the work so you don't have to.
0: All right, all right, all right, as a wise man once said. Uh, Chevy, first off, great to be back. Uh, <laughs> secondly, uh, why don't we tell people we got coming up?
1: All right. So January 14th, we're going to be back into MMA fights at UFC fight night. Imavov versus Gastelum, which is a fantastic middleweight uh, matchup. And then January 21st. UFC 283 to share versus Hill with that increased pay-per-view price. Um, I hope it's a good card. So, and then later on in the month, we're working on some, another uh, something special for you guys. January 28th. We'll hopefully have something special. Yeah. that, That week.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to do some stuff too here, guys. You know, Chevy talking behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> here we got. Uh but short week. We're gonna do a top five band and but before that, couple news items. Uh Chevy, why don't we hit uh what we you know the one we want to talk about? We're gonna talk about, but let's yeah,
1: we'll, we'll, we'll say that one. Let's let's we only got two news items this week, you know, yeah. with not very much MMA going I just on. Want to um, Go ahead. You got one? Okay, well hey, I got you, one. Demir is has retired from MMA. Uh, he was sporting a 24 and two record. Uh, he lost in 2015 and then he just recently lost a unanimous decision to Armin Saruki and a close fight. Uh, unfortunately he has a undisclosed health um, issue, which has caused him to retire early. Bummer yeah. with uh, such a promising fighter in the UFC.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, Anytime you get something like this, you kind of speculate the worst, you know, um, how, and how did they come about finding out this information? Uh, so it's very interesting, um, a real sad story. You know, if it's an injury, sometimes I always question, you know, when fighter retires really young, too, it's like, what else do they have going on? You know, they're not making necessarily a ton of money. We talked about this before, too. UFC-level fighters unless you're that top UFC level fighter or you're somebody they feel can draw money, like a Sean O'Malley or somebody like that, you're not going to necessarily be getting that top athlete dollar. So you can see where a guy gets an injury or if he's having self doubt, you know, or just like, all right, out of this, but undisclosed injury, um, you know, whatever it is, I hope the guy uh, ends up being happy and healthy enough to live a, Pretty normal life. Uh, You hate to see something like that for someone that young still.
1: Right. And that promising, you know, uh, absolutely dominant. So, you know, it's a bummer. Hopefully he'll be okay, And uh, like you said, he'll figure figure out his next chapter and move on.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, so the one I want to talk about, actually, let me pull it up here. Um, I had this earlier, I meant to tell you about this I, I was interested, it's not really a huge news uh, story per se, Sean O'Malley uh, I thought it was interesting, he had some comments and I'm just wondering if we think we're getting a more mature Sean O'Malley alright, alright uh, he said, I used to call Marlon Vera a journeyman but this was before he beat all those good guys, I didn't cheat, think Cheeto was going to get as good as he did but he's gotten good, he's gotten really good and nothing but respect for him I hope he beats Corey and Jermaine and he beats Henry. Aljo moves up to 145, and me versus Cheeto, uh, July, massive fight for the belt. So you know, here's a guy uh, who Cheeto obviously hurt his leg, won the fight. O'Malley, though, I think we would agree, uh, especially after his fight with Jon has improved. Uh, you know, in the octagon, but I mean to hear him even like, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, he's not really talking about that level. He's, he's obviously not one of those guys who wants to say, yeah, I was wrong. I should have chalked it up. I lost the mentally undefeated thing was stupid, but he is, you know, talking very complimentary of Cheeto. It's just, you think a more mature Sean O'Malley mentally.
1: No, I think okay. he's a smart businessman and he's positioning himself for a fight against a very possible champion. Um, Mm -mm. And Marlon Vera, a big fight. So I think he's just building a fight. Um, He's been talking complimentary about Marlon for the last few fights, I think. So, yeah, no, I I don't think he's some vastly more mature uh, Mm -hmm. person. I I think he's just an intelligent businessman. He's trying to get his money. So good for him.
0: Uh, Matt Brown had this comment about Patty Pimlet. Where people were saying they lost respect for Patty because he wouldn't, you know, admit that he just lost, or maybe not even just say I didn't have a great performance, whatever. Right? Um, Matt Brown was like, he's like a he's a content creator first. He's a social media like right? he he's like that's what he is before he's a fighter. It doesn't look good if he admits he lost. Like he has to, you know, he's better off just saying I won at this point. Do you think there's some truth to that? And do you feel like Sean O'Malley falls under that category a little bit?
1: Um. All right. So off the top of my head, I'll say no. I I see Sean as a like real fighter, a possible champion. Do I think he's going to get his money and then get out? Yeah, I think he will. I don't think he's going to stick around for the love of the game or anything like that. Paddy, I'm not not convinced at this point that you know he's championship-level material. It could just be that he doesn't respect these guys and, and he can't get up for these fights properly and he's being wild and not fighting intelligent because he was a good champion in a respectable promotion in Cage Warriors. So I'm not sure. Maybe just a little bit too many distractions or something like that. But at this point, from what I've seen, I'm not convinced that Patty will be champion. So I do think he is more in that content creator uh, space at this point. But I'm hoping that I'm wrong about that. And and Matt Brown is wrong about that. And he comes good as a fighter and can make a run to be a champion. You know, and arguably, I I would say not even arguably the toughest division in the
0: UFC. No doubt, no out. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the the big news. Dana White out there. Do you remember? Do you know the location? I can't remember it off the top of my head. No, somewhere in Mexico or something like that. Yeah,
1: Cabos or something.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of alcohol involved. Apparently, that story seems to check out. Not that anyone's using that as an excuse, but uh, uh, gets into an argument. Would believe with his wife, uh, I like you too. I didn't know Dana had a wife. I knew he had kids. But, like, that was kind of secretive. The wife was very secretive, I thought. And uh, so something happens. Uh, he has his hand on her wrist, right, at that point, right, and the words are exchanged. She slaps him, and then he slaps her back. Maybe he gets another shot in. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, it was
1: hard to tell if there was a second one in Second like shot, was
0: was a, yeah. Uh, but then everybody was quick on there. He says this has never happened. Uh, in an interview, he was quoted saying it's never happened. And, um, and
1: she said that as well.
0: She did. She, uh, she, she backed up his story as well. A lot of damage. <laughs> Can never condone putting your hands on a, a female or anybody, really. You should never be doing this. And, I mean, we'll talk about a bunch of... I want to talk about a few things about this. But, holy fuck. Like, what a fucking nightmare uh, from a business standpoint before you're about to launch something called Slap fighting. Nightmare
1: hey. or Genius Business Move. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I just... <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe, that's a joke. That is know, a we'll, more we'll, yeah. joke. Okay. And I, and I mean, if you're the lowest denominator fan, I mean, you are going to create controversy, and you know, but yeah, I then again, at the end of the day too, like, who owns ESPN? Disney, right? So, I mean, you know, this could be... This could actually be a big ripple effect, because you never know. Like, a company like Disney or something like that, Dana might not be untouchable in a situation like this. So no, I wouldn't...
1: He's safe.
0: I wouldn't... Bank, yeah, I'm not saying I'm banking on Dana leaving, but, you know, it's just one of those situations where <laughs> this is one of the things he could do to test those waters out. Let's put it that way. If he, if he was looking to say, hmm, how far can I go to get fired? This would be a good start.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a obviously huge uh, lapse in judgment, huge mistake. But I mean, he, he, I feel like he did the right things. He didn't lie about it. He immediately came out, um, both of them came out and said that, you know, this happened. It is embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which, of course, it's embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. And, um, you know, apologize. And they've talked it through with their kids and and the whole family. And at that point, that really is the case
0: and that they're taking steps. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, what what do you what else do you want from him at that point? You're like, yeah, uh, I, I, obviously it's an unforgivable scenario. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's a tough
0: thing too because it's like you know we're in a situation like you know content content creators right. We're talking about this stuff like that too, but like it's a very personal thing that happened in someone's life. And at the end of the day like you know they're subjected to stuff like that that we're not like um and that's not to justify but like if something like this you know you wouldn't do it but let's just say like you know, you or me or somebody did that and we got help and everybody worked on it and you know our closest people to us could forgive us and we're done. that would be done in a much smaller private manner like these people are on you know yeah. James yeah, yeah.
1: got four hundred million dollars though, so That's I don't, true, I don't too. feel like, too bad for him for right. to uh, you know deal with hitting his wife in public in the public eye. So I don't feel too bad for him. But
0: hey, let me ask you this: this is kind of a weird question, probably. And I, again, I don't condone any of this. But had he just grabbed her wrist, she popped him in the mouth, and he didn't do anything. Is this as big a story?
1: Nope. It's a nope. no. It's a no story at all. No, it's not. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I know. No. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, Dana's a, you know, a big man. Uh, he's Dana, a man. He's a man. I know. And, I, mean, I mean, and so obviously, absolutely inexcusable, but when I heard about this story be- before I saw the video, I was like, oh, Jesus, like, he's a big dude, and hmm. you know, he did kickboxing instruction sure. or whatever. Like, he, he could knock this woman out. He... It was almost a push compared to a slap. Like you know, right. he, I think she's going to be okay, but obviously unacceptable. I just keep saying that, but right. unacceptable. I, I'm sure Dana is embarrassed. He said he was embarrassed. Oh yeah, his wife was embarrassed. Uh, yeah,
0: you know, kid. hopefully they <laughs> can.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a shame for everyone involved. It's a black eye for the company for sure uh, especially with dana trying to start this power slap league you know um, yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if maybe you know some fighters some quote unquote slap fighters call him out you know i want to i'll slap the boss if he wants to slap women or something like oh, that yeah, uh,
0: yeah. You know. well, I don't know how like if these are live too. I don't know if these have been taped. Obviously, slap fight records are not like public knowledge at all. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. But
1: are, you yeah. got any interest in watching that that power slap league? I, I might have have this at a, all.
0: a morbid curiosity of watching the first episode just to see what it is but I won't lie let's say I forget about it like it's one of those things like I might forget about it and if I don't I won't be like upset either.
1: <laughs> I think I get all the views I need like on Instagram reels and YouTube shorts that's that's all I need to see about I know what it. it is right yeah. it just, yeah. like uh I don't know I, I I watch people fight in their underwear in a cage and I think that that shit is barbaric you know yeah. at this so that says something. I just think not being able to defend yourself or not being allowed to defend yourself. It is what makes it a little bit gross for me, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, yeah it's not like, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. If it's going to be weight classes in this thing or what. Oh, it's, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So I, I mean, I think it's dumb. I don't think it'll be around for too long. Nope. Also with that pay-per-view increase, uh, you know, is that, that extra five dollars a month or whatever going to those guys because i don't want them to get my money i don't want them to be doing that so is that what the ufc is doing they're taking our money to pay these guys so i'm not a fan of it
0: oh look at this i just realized on our episode uh uh top five bantamweight fighters Uh, i wonder what i uh let's take a look at this here i texted joe this is going to be a whose fault was this? Because me and Chevy had done top five Bantamweight fights of all time. I'm about ready to eat some crow here or uh, not. Nah. Let's see. Can we make a studio for our top five Bantamweight fights of all time? That's a big old W for this guy then because I would say fights are. And I always say that because... Mr. Dan Backley here did give us his top five bantamweights of all time. <laughs> he's oh,
1: awful. what's up, Mr. Backley?
0: Yeah, so I'll read I mean his weights because I like I always respect Dan's opinion on MMA. So Aldo Stern, Peter Jan, Marab, uh, Raphael Stotts, and we saw the Andrade. I always have trouble with that name. So great list, and uh, well, we'll get is that current
1: or all time? It can't I be know. all time.
0: I would say that's current, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be. So, but uh, Morales,
1: super uh, underrated. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, let's move on to our uh, our top five, five bandweight fights of all time.
0: Yeah.
1: I I did uh, just UFC, so I'll start off with my list. So, I assume uh, we're going to have some some similar fights here. I do have
0: one. that's not UFC, so go ahead,
1: though. No. Okay, uh, or WEC or whatever. So, I I did all UFC fights. So I'll do. Uh, I'm just gonna go down the list. So number okay. five, I did Garbrandt versus Dillashaw. Um, TJ wins hmm. via KO. That's UFC uh, 217. You know Is that, that was a good huge. Point? The first one that was yep, uh, huge. That yeah huge bad blood fight because of the whole alpha male thing. And it was at MSG, um, you know, huge fight. Then I'll go on to number four, Dominic Cruz versus Uriah Faber two.
0: Hold on. Since I have that fight too, the first one you said would, uh, crew, uh, with Dillashaw and Garbrandt. I'll just comment on that and we'll just go through it later. Why that fight was so particularly special for me was, uh, TJ's going to make a lot of my list. I'm a big TJ fan. and uh, But why that fight in particular was very special for me and why I enjoyed it was Cody was coming off the performance of a lifetime against Dominick Cruz, and TJ had lost an arguable split decision to Cruz that maybe he shouldn't, maybe should have. And it was kind of like, man, and Cody was looking at his peak, and it was like, could TJ get this done? And then, wow, TJ gets clipped right in the beginning and comes back with a knockout. Hell of a fight, hell of a stuff leading up to that. So that was why that. And now I believe you said Faber. That's in- what
1: started the downfall of Cody Garbrandt. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. so yeah. Cody is on a lot of my lists here. So that, that was where uh, his downfall started. So
0: yeah.
1: we'll move on. You're going to see a lot of similar names on, on this sure. list for me. You're going to hear a lot of Garbrandt, a lot of Dillashaw, a lot of Cruz. So number yeah. four, Cruz versus Faber two. This is in yes. the UFC. Uh, Cruz wins that fight via decision. I was UFC 132 um, after their first fight, which was in WEC, where Dominic Cruz got his first loss of his career to Faber, I believe. So
0: I have that fight as well. Just two big names going at it. Um, and at the time, probably the glory names of the Bantamweight division.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it was a close fight, you know, relatively close fight too. So going to move on. Number three. It'll be Cruz versus Dillashaw. Uh, Cruz wins by that split decision uh, that you were talking about. Um, that was UFC fight night 81. Mm-hmm. Uh, super, super close. Could have gone either way. Some people thought TJ won. And obviously Cruz got the decision. Did you have that one on your list? Also? I did
0: not. Uh, I had another fight. I, so go ahead. right there. Go ahead. I go to your next one. That was number okay. three. right?
1: Yep. So number two for me is going to be Henan Burrell versus TJ Dillashaw. Um, that was, it was a close, uh, almost number one for me. So yeah, obviously TJ wins mm-hmm. via KO um, that was UFC 173. But the yeah. real story was, is just um, how big of an underdog mm-hmm. story it was. Henan Burrell was the pound for pound best at that point. Uh, he was a minus 1,000 favorite in that fight, and TJ just put it on him like you wouldn't believe. That. Um, and then also did it again a second time. But you know, that was his real emergence um, as one of the greatest weights of all time.
0: Absolutely. I had that fight on there as well. Um, and I want to talk about a couple things here real quick. So everything you just covered, yes, that card was amazing, by the way. Dominic Cruz uh, was on the... Undercard of like the prelims and took out, I think Takeo um, Mizaki, I think his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sharoni was on that card. He beat Eddie Alvarez and like Alvarez's debut in the UFC, um, which that was a wild fight. Um, I think Mighty Mouse might have been on that card too. Like it was just a really fun card. Um, Also, what I was going to say too, just because, hey, You know, we're a small show, right? We're trying to be a little different here. Let's give a unique perspective to that that no one else can. Our perspective. That was, Chevy, I believe, one of your first big UFC events you had ever went to. We were at uh, a local Buffalo Wild Wings in our area. We went to go see that with a group of friends. Um, Your future wife at the time, I don't think you were married yet, right? And Actually, I wasn't either. So so early on, and uh, that was just an amazing moment for like friends who are kind of getting into this MMA thing and that fight just because, and Joe Rogan too got to give him credit too, telling the story of how good TJ looked in that and what an underdog he was and then seeing the way TJ performed, how it looked for, I would say casual fans at the time, but getting, you know, right. this, wow. so it just told a great story. And for us personally, that was a big moment in MMA of our fandom.
1: Yeah, that was definitely one of the first cards that uh, I I saw. Absolutely fantastic, for sure. Yeah, what, that's what made me such a huge fan of TJ at the time. So
0: Absolutely, and why he's on my list a couple of times as well. Um, right. so, but continuing on, I'm All leaving right. this too.
1: So, my, my number one fight,
0: though, has got to be the
1: performance uh, of Cody Garbrandt against Dominic Cruz mm-hmm. um, at UFC 207. Garbrandt won by decision, but he sat Cruz down multiple times. He made Cruz miss um, many, many times. Uh, he was styling on him in there, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, they're maybe the best performance of a Bantamweight weight I've ever seen. Uh, maybe yeah. best performance of a fight I, of a fighter I've ever seen. He looked absolutely fantastic in that fight. So, you know, shout out to him falling on hard times uh recently, hoping to get back uh, on the winning track here soon. I know he has a fight coming up, so uh, good luck to him. But uh build up for that card was or for that fight was great also. Yeah. with Cruz versus team alpha male again. And uh, Cruz tell him, I've seen everything that your team has to throw me right. and they can't handle it um, between Faber and, and uh, TJ. So uh, yeah, Cody just went out there and, and put it on Cruz for sure. And then Cruz handled it like a true champion. Uh, he said, you know, no hard feelings. Cody was better on the night. So.
0: Uh, A fight that um, really made me like Cody, no love Garbrandt at the time, like to the next level. Um, I would kind of like go off and on with him a little bit after this, because of some of his shenanigans. But at the time I was just such a fan of his performance that night. Like you said, this is obviously on my list too, but um, in particular, the story, like you said, going into the fight, you would never have guessed this. Like, Cody Garbrandt at that time so she was a knockout artist. He was kind of kill or be killed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's going into this fight with Dominic Cruz who we all think is just going to outmaneuver him. And if Cody's got a chance, it's going to be to catch him. And then on top of that, when they're having these verbal exchanges, Cruz is looking clearly the winner. He looks like he is totally in Cody's head and Cody's losing it. And we're like, well, It does not look good. We've seen this before. But, hey, I'm excited. We'll watch it. Just the fucking opposite happens. Like you said, Cody puts on the performance of the Lifetime, and I think the game plan of a Lifetime. I think Alpha Male had prepared him for this fight. He had been doing this style fight for a long time, probably in preparation. And uh, I would say Cody out Dominant Cruz, Dominant Cruz on that night.
1: Yeah, they they absolutely... Put together a game plan that Cruz was not prepared for and could not adapt to. Um, so respect to Team Alpha Male, but obviously to Cody for being able to pull that off.
0: So, uh, so it's funny. So I'm gonna go back with his list here too. He's got uh, Garban versus Do Shaw, Cruz versus hey, <coughs> Cruz versus Munoz. Uh, that was a good one. Sergio Perez versus Horaguchi, Horaguchi, and Ricky uh, Mendez versus James Gallagher. Excellent list. I'm gonna just read mine real quick here. We'll get out of it. Uh, Dillashaw versus Cody one we talked about. Cody versus Cruz we talked about. Dillashaw versus Burrell one we talked about. Couple honor, honorable mentions. Uh, you know I'm a Cody, fan, a Dillashaw fan. I had Dillashaw and Cruz in my mind, but and I was there live, but it was one of those fights that. I don't know. Uh, I think maybe watching it live. It was one of those fights that didn't connect with me as well as like maybe on TV. So, but I'd recognize what a big deal was. Um, Another fight uh, recently when Dillashaw came back and fought Corey Sanhagen. Uh, I just thought that was an excellent fight. It did have a championship belt, but I thought the level that these two were fighting on and just uh, the skill and the back and forth. Excellent fight. Almost made my list. But to be a little bit different. Uh, I threw in two other fights, one of them back we just spoiled for, I have to mention to horiguchi uh, Horiguchi-Pettis because this was a great performance because of the live factor. Mm-hmm. So, I saw that fight live. We're, like, kind of tired. We're like, I don't know. You know, Horiguchi's schooling him. This is pretty much over. Boom. Sergio Pettis spinning back this round four. We all go home talking about what a wild night this was. And so, for that moment, That made my personal top five list for Bantamweights. Um, And then finally, to be a little different again, I decided to do someone. Pena versus Amanda Nunes won because it was such a shocking upset. It was such a crazy moment. And it was one of those things going in where I had a little bit of a feeling, but I'm like, no way. I don't trust that. Get out of here. That's stupid. I'm never going to even tell it. And I just remember Nunes is like, like she's so dominant. There's no way. But again, what a moment! Um, when the rematch happened, <laughs> to me, it looks like Amanda Nunes was just maybe took her lightweight and is on another level. We'll see. I, I have a feeling we'll get a, th- a trilogy out of this at some point.
1: Mm.
0: But that first fight was quite a moment.
1: Yeah, B- bantamweight is a excellent division for sure.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And then we'll give one more for back here. Peter Jan uh, versus Sanhagen could be up there too. And you know what's funny? I didn't want to say that one because it was so recent and stuff too, but that was an excellent fight. Uh, And also, I have to say too, even more recent uh, Jan O'Malley, it was kind of riddled in controversy, but that fight itself was Mm -hmm. kind of a coming out fight for O'Malley. And Jan was just Jan, and I thought that was an excellent one too. So just to put over this division even more, like there's so many good fights.
1: I think if we do this list again in a couple of years, I bet we have Sanhagen on um quite a few uh,
0: fights. So absolutely, and I I would not be surprised too. Guys like Marab, who even though he's a wrestler, you know, is just he's fun at times, and he's so crazy and. You know, Maui, he's polarizing, but his style can be exciting. And if he mm-hmm. continues to improve, I'm, he might make this list too. So, great division. It's one I knew we hadn't done yet. Um, and, you know, we might do something like this down the road again. Uh, maybe next time. Maybe featherweights is what I'm thinking too. But, uh, all right. I think that'll do it for the day. We uh, put it in almost a half hour still. So, yeah. Uh, Guys, Chevy, uh, tell them what we got coming up one more
1: time. All right, January 14th, we're back to fights. UFC fight night, Imavov versus Gastelum. That's a great matchup, uh, middle eight. Then January 21st, we're back to UFC pay-per-views. 283 share versus Hill from Brazil. Um, and then January 20th, we're working on, uh, on something special. Maybe another interview, hopefully. Uh, we'll let you guys know. All right. Good to be back good to be back after uh, in, in this new year we're looking forward yeah. to this year
0: hey guys thank you for uh we're at uh, last I looked 821 subs appreciate everybody we're growing uh, we've seen a lot of growth in the last few months so anybody that subscribed to us thank you we appreciate the love and uh, as always and uh, the CR. thank you good job fellas hey we appreciate you too all right. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, all the love. We'll see you next week. Uh, Talk some more fights.